Hello again, my dear friends. Welcome to the Brightly Human Podcast. I am your host, July Westhale, bringing you to your ears, as always, poems and thoughts about them, and maybe even a craft lesson or two. I will say, to start off, that my cat pig, who sometimes makes an appearance in this podcast, is in particularly rare form tonight, as we all are, as summer in the northern hemisphere starts to break a bit like a yolk. So you may hear her being a bit more present than usual. We are rounding towards the end of our series on Poems for Thirst and Heat, which has been a nice hot thirst trap in a time when I think we all could use more levity and connection. Today's poem is going to be a bit different than what we have talked to heretofore in terms of poems of desire. For this one deals with insatiability, which is a favorite practice of mine on a personal level. (laughs) And there is Pig. That said, to talk about being insatiable as both never getting enough, meaning potentially coming from a scarcity modality, but also to talk about insatiability as capaciousness, as being a sort of endless curious vessel for anything, really. And who better to bring this theme to bear in this podcast because we spent June talking about the ecstatic and being startled into being and a more kind of cerebral understanding of the ecstatic and we have been talking about a kind of corporeal understanding of the ecstatic to kind of marry the two and we do that with a poem by Joy Harjo called Praise the Rain and I will say that this really resonated with me even more than usual this week as I am becoming accustomed to living in New York City after having been a California native and having lived in the Bay Area for the last 16 years, more or less, with some sojourns elsewhere, where it is raining so much here and yet all I can think of is back home how much how much we need the rain and how I wish I could send it. So for all of that, I will read Praise the Rain by Joy Harjo, talk about it, and then we can talk about how we can harness that for our own writing. And also, one last thing before I read this poem, this podcast is distributed through my substack, which is, I believe, brightlyhuman.substack.com. The content is always free. You're always welcome to offer support. But regardless, signing up helps because the newsletter 
also comes with a writing prompt that is particular to the episode or themes that are being discussed. So, without further ado, Praise the Rain by Joy Harjo. Praise the rain, the seagull dive, the curl of plant, the raven talk. Praise the hurt, the house slack, the stand of trees, the dignity. Praise the dark, the moon cradle, the sky fall, the bear sleep. Praise the mist, the warrior name, the earth eclipse, the fired leap. Praise the backwards, upward sky, the baby cry, the spirit food. Praise canoe, the fish rush, the hole for frog, the upside down. Praise the day, the cloud cup, the mind flat, forget it all. Praise crazy, praise sad, Praise the path on which we're led. Praise the roads on earth and water. Praise the eater and the eaten. Praise beginnings. Praise the end. Praise the song and praise the singer. Praise the rain. It brings more rain. Praise the rain. It brings more rain. This is from Joy Harjo's book, Conflict Resolution for Holy Beings, which I believe came out in 2015. This is such a pleasure in the mouth to read out loud. The sounds of it, the way it all fits, even the surprising moments when you think it might not fit, it does. And for those of you who are able to look at it on the page as usual, I encourage you to do so, but if you're not, it's no worry. Uh, It is on the Poetry Foundation website, but I'll say that this is a very particular form that is working, I think, pretty splendidly in this poem. It's three stanzas. The first stanza has 14 lines. The second stanza has six lines and the third stanza has two lines. It's a couplet or a refrain really. And the lines are pretty evenly uh, sliced into two except for some lines in the second stanza and the ones that deviate from the form are always worth, as usual, paying close attention to because that is a moment of rupture. But each line is segmented into some kind of duality, right? So for example, the first line is, praise the rain, the seagull dive, line break, the curl of plant, the raven talk, line break, praise the hurt, the house slack. So there are these ideas that are separated by the, the, the. Then we get to the second stanza. We have praise crazy, period, praise sad. This leads us to the, the rest of the poem is all written in end stop, uh, which is praise crazy, period, praise sad, period, line break, praise the path on which we're led, 
period. Praise the roads on earth and water, period. Praise the eaten and the eaten, the eater and the eaten, period. And it goes on thusly for the rest of the poem. So the first stanza sort of serves as a way of navigating us through the winding lines of this poem into a place, and then we're oriented there, and we are given these. Remember that when we have unstopped lines, they are used for many reasons. They could slow pace down, they can orient when something is disorienting particularly, they can be declarative, even if they don't necessarily mean it. But for the logic of the poem, there is something very stately and stated about an in-stop line, particularly when it is in juxtaposition to enjammed lines, which means that the line continues on to the next line. And we've got this refrain of praise, 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 right? Which is something ecstatic, which is to say that there is divinity in all things. Now, why would I choose to bring this poem into a conversation about thirst and heat and arrows, right? It is quite different from the poems we've looked to thus far, and very different, I would say, from the Jack Gilbert poems we looked at last time. Well, I think because in considering what thirst is, and considering what Eros is, I think that there is longing, and longing is a kind of insatiability. I think that there is often a discrepancy between wanting and having, between being insatiable and being sated. And the discrepancy often comes in ourselves, in a kind of um, negative capability, which is what Keats coined, uh, the idea that multiple things can be true at the same time, even if they are conflicting, and that's what poetry can do really well, is hold those multiple truths. So being sated and being insatiable can be true in ourselves at the same time. They can also be true in connection with others. We can be both insatiable about our want and desire for others, but also quite sated. Often we are as fickle beings, both at the same time. We want certain things insatiably, but we feel quite sated with other things. Perhaps your crush has a very particular idiosyncratic thing that they do a gestural thing or a way of being that you can't get enough of, but you are quite sated with the way, say, that they they speak about certain topics, right? So we often hold those things in equal measure. And so too, I think, is our connection with the earth, as is the case that, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, although of course I am, <laughs> because I'm looking macroly and microly at, at these poems and their connections to the world and to us and our state of being human. But 
I think it also speaks to the way that we notice or don't notice the world around us. And this is true as we've seen throughout this, the duration of this podcast, both in major metropolitan areas and then also bucolically. And there's something too about repetition. Repetition, I think, serves multiple purposes here. One, to repeat something is to have a kind of consistency with it and the way that we want to have more of something. That's where the insatiability comes from and then also creating a kind of routine which can happen in love or in lust. Also, repetition as a form can be utilized to break something down so that it is a kind of pulp of its former self. If we say the word praise enough times, it loses its meaning and we can make it into whatever we want. What is it to praise something? I don't know that I have the same idea of praise at the end of this poem than at the beginning of it. So, that said, let me read this poem out loud one last time and we will talk about how we can take some of these ideas and incorporate them into our own writing. And then if you receive the newsletter, you will also get a writing prompt to this theme to try on your own this week if you like. Praise the Rain by Joy Harjo. Praise the rain, the seagull dive, the curl of plant, the raven talk. Praise the hurt, the house slack, the stand of trees, the dignity. Praise the dark, the moon cradle, the sky fall, the bear sleep. Praise the mist, the warrior name, the earth eclipse, the fired leap. Praise the backwards, upward sky, the baby cry, the spirit food. Praise canoe, the fish rush, the hole for frog, the upside down. Praise the day, the cloud cup, the mind flat, forget it all. Praise crazy, praise sad, praise the path on which we're led. Praise the roads on earth and water. Praise the eater and the eaten. Praise beginnings. Praise the end. Praise the song and praise the singer. Praise the rain. It brings more rain. Praise the rain. It brings more rain. There are many things to take from this poem as you go forth in your own writing practice. To write a poem of praise that incorporates both the things that we often think of as joyful, like the stand of trees, the mist, the sky, the day, the cloud cup, but also the things that are sort of at the bottom of the wheel of fortune, as it were, that we don't always think of as joyful, but without which we would not have elation and we would not have the ecstatic, like the crazy, the sad, the end, the dark. So to write a praise poem that incorporates both in an equal or somewhat equal measure, 
You could also write something that incorporates repetition, both for the consistency's sake of something daily, but also to obliterate the meaning of it, so that we, as readers and as writers, come out with a very different understanding of the parameters of the world than we had at the beginning of it. And lastly, another option would be to write a poem that ends with a couplet that is a two-line stanza of repetition, which in the case of this poem is, praise the rain, it brings more rain, praise the rain, it brings more rain. So you have quite a large task this week, my dear friends, but if you are also on the East Coast and experiencing these glorious summer storms of which I can't get enough, then I also invite you to step outside and praise the rain. And if you are in California, my dear home, I invite you to keep hoping. As always, sending you lots of love and light, and until next time. Thank you.